This is Pucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. What's going on, hockey fans? Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, a brand new Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning and their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games, practices, storylines of your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week. You guys know we've had an interesting holiday week, so to stay up to date on all of the holiday schedules, new episodes, mini-sodes that we love to throw at you guys, Download that Odyssey app, search Pucks and Bolts, hit that auto download button so that you can have all brand new episodes just sitting there waiting for you at your convenience, as well as the fact that you can stream Pucks and Bolts on any of your favorite streaming platforms, share it with friends, families, other hockey fans, because who doesn't want to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning? I know Kaylee and I love to. So I'm Casey Hudson, joined by my lovely co-host Kaylee Mizell, and it's time for us to dive into a brand new episode of Pucks and Bolts. First and foremost, Kaylee how are you? How was the holiday? It feels like it's been forever since we've got to talk some hockey. It has been. They take such a long break. And then with that cancellation of the game in Buffalo, we just had an extended break. But so happy hockey is back. And the Bolts came out with a bang last night in front of a home crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was great. I had a great holiday. Um, it was it was so fun. And I actually have the week off. So just getting to go on adventures, hang out with the family, do some fun things. So it's been a really, really joyful time around here. And then the lightning win only made it more joyful. Hoping for another one. I think the lightning can finish out, you know, 2022 in a really strong and positive way. Casey, what about you? Great. Um, You and I got to catch up a little bit, but this is the first holiday season that I've actually got to go and be with my family for more than 48 hours. So I feel like I took more than advantage, more than enough advantage of that situation. Um, It wasn't like my mom was looking at me like, when are you going home? But um, it was definitely so great to be with my mom, my sisters, my sister, my oldest sister has kids that are now teenagers. So now getting a close look at that generation and being like, this is this is how this works, huh? The yeah. Two, the blackmail videos we have of each other. It was it was so much fun. So <laughs> maybe maybe we could get our hands on one of those, Casey. I'd love to see some I, of those uh TikTok videos you did. You know, I I will I feel jolly enough to to put myself out there like oh. that and throw it on one of the things. I'll ask my niece for one of the horrendous, mini her hideous videos she got of me. But it was it was great. And um couldn't be more thankful. Uh, it feels like the minute that Christmas is done, that it's like full speed into into the new year. So, oh, for sure, it certainly is underneath me. And guys, just a quick little LOL for that opening. I have way too much chapstick on, and my lips were like sticking together <laughs> while I was trying to say words. So we're thriving today. Um, not as much as the Lightning are thriving on their return. Uh, from a nice extended break. So let's get into the breakout. There's a few couple, there's a few fun little things and figures we can get into to discuss. Um, the first things that come to mind for me, Kaylee, and we'll dive yeah. into it, but just riddle it off, is that you've got a Cooper shuffle that I think was like an ace, ace idea. Yeah. Uh, Nikita Kucherov now hitting the top of the NHL rankings. Um, with his 37th assist last night. So just as long as the two guys that 
tied with, didn't get an assist last night, which I don't, I don't think they played. I'll double check. Uh, Cooch is just paving the way, that silent ninja that you don't know where oh he's going to end into this weekend. Yeah. And then you got Ian Cole with 700 games and a sweet sign from his son in the crowd uh, saying congratulations on 700, Daddy. So what do you, what do you think of all of these things? Oh my gosh, it's great. I love it. Um, I mean, I think it, it's one of those things where, again, I mean, you you look at the top line and clearly the Lightning are doing something right. Um, it, I, I would say it's one of the best top lines in the NHL right now. Um, you look at what Brandon Hagel, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov are doing. They're clicking on all cylinders, like you said. Nikita Kucherov just lighting lighting everything up. Um, yeah, it's it's really fun to watch this team right now. I they're playing uh, a lot of games at home. They're winning at home. They they just earned, earned their fifth consecutive win last night with a four one win. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at you look at what's happening. It's it's a lot of Braden Point, Brandon Hagel. It's a lot of that top line that you're seeing up there. And who's setting those things up, Casey? Well, you nailed it. It's Nikita Kucherov. And then, of course, oh, my gosh, tugging at the heartstrings with the little sign that congratulations. Yeah, I mean, around the holidays, there's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than family supporting. Realize the milestones that every guy on this team is, like, so within reach of. It's I think that's something that adds to the veteran presence on this team, but also what is like a big driving force or motivating factor. Like who would have thought that when you picked up Ian Cole in the off season that, you know, he was going to be a few short months away from 700 games, which is a monumental thing to celebrate. Then you've got Corey Perry and all the, you know, all the milestones he was hitting the other week. Uh, Stamkos right there for 500. There's just so much, um, excitement but like driving forces and motivators on this team with each player and I think that that like plays into the big picture of games and these lines and the respect and the dynamic of these guys in this locker room because look I love hockey but this locker room feels so special right mm-hmm. so no they certainly do is uh is one one for the books. It almost looked too like like Cole got a little teary when he saw his son there holding the sign for him. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's just such a sweet moment because you you realize that it's it's a it's an important moment, and then to have your family there supporting you. Um, and like you said, Casey, you know, there's been a lot of milestones this season for this Lightning team. You know, you saw what. Samler accomplished and what he has on deck to accomplish. You saw what Pierre-Edouard Belmar accomplished. You know, there's just a lot of fun things to celebrate. And I think that this team celebrates those, those milestones in a really, in a really cool way. You know, they, it's like that little thing that people say sometimes, you know, like nothing's too small to celebrate. Like they celebrate all the milestones as they should, because they've put a lot of, hard work and sacrifice into getting to this point in their career. And so to see family there supporting you, to see, you know, the lightning fan base, you know, cheering you on and Ian Cole, I mean, his game has stepped up significantly lately. Like he's been some of our cherry pickers. He's been some of our honorable mentions. We have said his name quite a bit. I think that he is thriving on this lightning team. Yeah, and I think that just made 700 that much sweeter. Nothing against mm-hmm. his heart, but what he's doing here is special, and it's huge for this yeah. team. 
well. And I think you put that perfectly, Kaylee. And then kind of just quickly touching back on the Cooper shuffle that we love so much. Um, of course, top line stayed where it was, but it was it was the rest of it. It was Stamkos yeah. now playing with Ross Colton, which we'll get into as we recap, re recap excuse me, guys, um, last night's game. But Colton making a debut on the second line was very interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Then you've got Killer, Sorelli, and Maroon. Well, Alex Killer and Anthony Sorelli have played on the same line previously. And we've oh, heard yeah. feel about playing with one another, how they read one another. Um, so to have that reconnection come about, brilliant. And then Domestikov on that fourth line with Bellamere and Perry, which Belly and Perry are obviously now getting within their own rhythm because they've stayed on the same line for majority of the season. Uh, but you always kind of need that that driving force. And Domestikov is a guy that we've talked about here on Pucks and Bolts that can play anywhere. But where is he going to be, you know, that larger spark? And fourth line potentially could have been something. The deep pairing shuffled up. This is the part that threw me a little bit. Um, you see Cole and Turnock stay together because obviously they're starting to build enough chemistry to be successful within their deep pairing. Sergachev and Perbex are back together because Perbex was with Hedman for a little bit, but he's jumped between the pair of them. It was Bogosian and Hedman that was really interesting. Two completely different style defensemen. And I think that it had a really nice balance to it. So I set up Cooper Shuffle at the end of the breakout before we get ready to preview Montreal because uh, perspective, right, before we get into this. Kaylee, was there anything that you loved or hated about these lines before we get into uh, Montreal? Well, I just I, – I I like – you meant – the last one was you said Bogo and Hedman. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that line I actually like. It's a sneaky line. Now, when the Lightning came back from their, the COVID break, um, Zach Bogosian had joined the team in February. And so, and then like three weeks later, it's, you know, uh, this extended COVID break because, uh, you know, you just don't know what's going on and, and there's all this confusion and whatnot. So Bogo didn't, and Zach Bogosian, like he wasn't playing prior to that. You know, the Lightning traded for Blake Coleman. They traded for Barclay Goodrow. But Bogo, I mean, I remember talking to Bogo when he first signed with the Lightning and he said that he hadn't been on the ice in like, I don't know, three weeks, a month, something like yeah. that. And he said he literally told me my head was spinning when I got out there on the ice. You know, it was so wild. So, I mean, Bogo went from not being signed with anyone to being signed with the Lightning to then working significantly in that during that COVID break on himself, on his speed, on his game. When he came back, he was one of the guys that impressed me the most. And they paired him with Victor Hedman. Mm -hmm. um, and you actually saw Bogo with Victor Hedman quite a bit during that for that that Stanley Cup run wow. of 2020. Yeah. Um, so I actually really like that pairing. I think that they play well together. Um, I think Bogo can adjust his game to play with a guy like Victor Hedman. Um, and I think that they can both elevate each other's games. So um, I think that that's a sneaky good pairing. And and it's like kind of like a little bit of a retro pairing because it was it was back right, like I said, right when we came back from the COVID break, when they started practicing before they went to the bubble, 
they you saw a lot of Bogo and Headman together and it worked and it worked well. So I'm into those lines, Casey. Love that. I'm so glad that you mentioned that though too, Kaylee, like just to paint a picture of Bogosian getting back in shape, pairing oh, up yeah. with Victor Hedman. We know how much, regardless of how Hedman skates and plays and what his unique style and rhythm is, he's still such a great teacher, no matter who he gets paired with. Like technically yeah. you always see a newcomer coming and get initially paired with Hedman before restructuring or repairing with somebody else. So love that you brought that up. That's a great reminder too. And it's funny because it just to see how far Bogosian came. And even though he was gone for a little bit and then signed back with the team, was able to fall right back into place. It just shows you the oh, connection, yeah. chemistry and the presence, the leadership presence on this team, which, which takes us into a beautiful win. Here the guys go. They get an extended break. Friday's game gets canceled because of weather. Guys, if you have not seen the videos of what Buffalo has looked like over the past few weeks, go YouTube that or Google it yes. now. Like, cars are snowed in beyond belief. And then I'm like, okay, I can Ooh. never complain about 50 degrees again in my entire life. These guys get an extended break, spend Christmas uh, with their family with a couple more extra days under their belt. They come back and have a unique 4.45 p.m. practice on Tuesday and then get ready to host the Canadians who they face. Uh, it was game one of their road trip after their extended homestead. And mm -hmm. uh, they beat the Canadians four to one. Vassie was this close to having a shutout, adding a third wow. shutout to the tally versus the Canadians. But, you know, you're coming back off a break. You're, you're enjoying your time with your family. Could you ask for anything better than a four one victory? And, oh, my gosh, like what? Almost honestly, just about 60 full minutes of great hockey. I mean, last night was a, was a solid game to watch from top to bottom. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you look at the way things started, you know, Alex Kalorn gets things started with his new line right off the bat. You, you know, you see everybody out there and it's, you're like, okay, I wasn't <laughs> sure about this line at first coop, but I guess you had something up your sleeve because they got things going pretty quickly there. Victor Hedman uh, on that assist. And again, that's like two minutes into this game. And right. I, Casey, I, I, we've talked about this before. The Lightning hate to lose. And mm -hmm. so I told you, um, and I told you guys, Pucks and Bolts fans, that this was going to eat at them a little bit. They, you know, they were going to celebrate Christmas with their families. It was going to be sweet. It was going to be fun. But somewhere in the back of all of their heads, it's lingering. Mm -hmm. We just lost two games before Christmas and we didn't get a chance to redeem ourselves against Buffalo. And that is going to piss these guys off. And you saw it the way that they came out and played. Like I said, Alex Kalorn getting things started, Braden Point following up about uh, minutes later uh, with Mikhail Sergich on the assist there. And again, you're seeing those defensemen get up. You're seeing that, you know, Victor Hedman get up into the action. You're seeing Mikhail Sergachev get up into the action. And again, we talk about this lightning offense is best whenever the defensemen are, are getting involved in the action. And yes. I think the core group of guys, you know, when you look at some of the top lines, um, the core group of guys, I think that there is like a natural rhythm that they have just because they have been together for a little bit longer. There's a little bit more of that natural rhythm, that natural communication that they have with each other. 
Um, so you're able to see the Victor Hedmans, the the Zach Bogosians, the Ian Coles, you know, the Mikhail Sergachevs get up in the action more because I think there's like a little bit more of like a familiarity um with those guys um and and with you know the 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 top few lines but then you know i mean all around like you know braden point in in the second period making it a three nothing game uh brandon hagel coming it's just i mean i think like if there's one like oh uh, we don't love it i mean it's just the fact that like vassy didn't get the shutout but no. all around i mean i think it was a fantastic game by this lightning team you have a power play goal you have three even strength goals and you came out you won 4-1 after an extended break you didn't look like you know sometimes they can look a little um takes a minute like, to get back underneath them yeah like they don't have their legs right right off the bat but mm-hmm. they did this team clearly knew what they were doing. That 445 practice, something about it. Hey, I'm like, that afternoon practice might be a vibe. Like, <laughs> there might be something to it there. Happy so. hour practice. There you go. <laughs> Could you imagine? Beer is over by where the fuck tower is. Like, look, beer is a great hydrator. Uh, they don't hand it to you at the end of races for no reason. Or maybe it's a myth and we've all bought into it. I stand. Um but yeah, I feel like the 445 practice was just a different vibe. And you do have that concern. Are they going to have their legs underneath them? Is it going to take them a full period to get into the swing of things? We know that this team is, you know, a structure first team. If they don't establish that, that structure out the gate, they're kind of chasing the game. And while, you know, they do well with comebacks most of the time, relying on that is exhausting. Um mm-hmm. It messes with your shift changing, your line changing. It just plays a domino effect into so many things. So yeah, to be able to come back from break, get things going and be in control of the game 90% of the way, I would say, you know, um, it's huge. And it's, and it sets a great tone for them having back-to-back games for one hosting three at home before going on the road to open the new year. And we've talked about this so much here on pucks and bolts that this team is, is lining up in great positioning at the right time. And, Games like this continue to prove it. They're just finding those sweet spots to build off of. Um, you know, if I had to be nitpicky about my review of last night's game is the penalty box because a lot of it was kind of silly penalties, a lot of tripping calls. Um, and so at that point, PK units out there, we would have been concerned about this a month and a half, two months ago, but PK came in strong. They shut out the Canadians yeah. all five of their power play attempts. And to see them bounce back like that on special teams was a big turning point because this is somewhere where special teams has been very inconsistent and it's costed them in a lot of games. You didn't really see, I mean, there was only one power play that the lightning had, but it's not like they lost the structure and almost gave up a shorty or spent most of that power play backtracking or anything. They were in full control. They ended up executing. Then the PK unit came in strong five times. Mm -hmm. Um, not even allowing this team to really get any chances out there. Uh, Kaylee and I always talk here on Pucks and Bolts about, you know, shots on goal, if they are landing good shots, what their high danger shots are. I'm sure Kaylee can give us more insight on the advanced statistics with that here shortly. But the biggest thing that I took away from this game, Kaylee, was about three things. First and foremost, the giveaway total to the takeaway total. This is one of the first games that this season yes hit double digits and giveaways and not even got close to it because the last game where they didn't hit double digits, they were at nine. So they were one giveaway from double digits. This game, they only had three giveaways. I was, I felt like a proud mom. I know this sounds stupid. (laughs) 
Like you guys can get on my case. I don't care. But when I tell you, I was, I looked at that tally and I was oh, like, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yes. And I feel Super like a big deal, but you saw how it translated to their game. Also, yeah. when they're not sitting here racking up double digit giveaways, they're back checking game. Perfect's kind of leading the charge here, but their ability to follow the puck and puck possession and stay on top of these other guys, they weren't flustered. They weren't having to drive up their speed to get on their man to get back like they weren't wearing themselves out in the minute details of the game mm-hmm. and that started with the giveaways in my opinion last night so when i 100%. tell you i was crowd momming it like look at these boys i'm so much some fans get mad did you hear about the whole argument in the stands one time about somebody cheering and be like let's go boys and the guy's like they're gentlemen you no, seen- I don't think I've heard about that. I gotta send that to you. Okay, well, I'm gonna send that I'm to you. I'm pretty sure John Cooper refers to them as the boys. And okay. so if Coach Cooper is gonna call them the boys, I'm gonna take a little bit of allowance and call them the boys. Like the hockey jargon. So, like, yeah, if yeah, there's exactly. about the sport, if you can't keep if you can't follow the puck, then the one thing that's always going to be yeah. entertaining down is the lingo. So yeah, that was that was a, a nice little reminder when I called them the boys, but so proud three giveaways and 16 takeaways. You're just, they yes. showed so much control, so much discipline. And I mean, they were living rent free in the middle of the ice. So things that you and I have talked about excessively, Kaylee, we saw that. And we even had a Christmas wish list heading in to our little break. And then it came back and it's like, wow, Santa, thank you. Thank you so much for this. So the giveaways, that was a big thing. Back checking, that was another huge thing. And just seeing the smooth transitioning, offense to defense, defense to offense, every player on this roster had such a fluid, silky transition up and down the ice. And I'm like, okay, this is spoiling us. Can we see this for the mm-hmm. rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, I would love it. And 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 I think that I think that's the biggest area that we talked about that the Lightning need to get control of their game. And so to see them coming out and to see them executing that area of their game, it was really, really great. And also on this little boy's point, our (laughs) producer who plays hockey, like I don't, I don't, I know if it's like beer league hockey, Spencer, you're going to have to like give us a little bit more detail if, if it's like just like a chill league or if it's like actually competitive, but either way, he like is out there and he says that he's always like, he's never not heard hockey players or coaches refer to themselves as like, Oh yeah. The boys in the locker room or the boys, the boys, like that's just lingo. You know, well, I show you guys this video here with that. I'm laughing. The guy's like, they're gentlemen. Like, I mean, clearly he was they like, can be both. yeah. Like he was about 700 years deep, but yeah. Anyway, anyway, Casey, <laughs> I love that you pointed that out. It's 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 really great. And Casey, interestingly enough, it leads me. You did it perfectly. We didn't even we're just on the same page still. It oh, leads me to a perfect Kaylee's corner. So uh, yeah. but before I get to Kaylee's corner too deep, you did mention high danger chances. Casey, this might be the highest game for high danger chances for the lightning. They had catch this. 24 high danger chances. This lightning team, not only were they taking a lot of shots, but almost all of the shots were high quality. They had 38 shots in the game. Of those were high danger shots. They were taking such great quality shots. 
super, super impressive. Now on to the Kaylee's corner. I know we've talked about special teams and we've, and, and there have been times where special teams has not helped out this team. There's an ebb and a flow, but also there, there's a point in time where you have to take a step back and look at the whole picture. Look at the whole picture of the NHL. And that's what leads us into this Kaylee's corner. So holistically, when you look at the whole picture of the NHL, the Lightning are actually top five in both power play goals and penalty kill goals against. So they've had Mm -hmm. the fourth least amount of goals against during the penalty kill with 20 goals against. And they have scored some of the most goals for on the power play. Again, they rank in the top five. So they're at 32 for goals four. So even when Casey and I get on this team's case about special teams, they're still (laughs) ranking in the top five of the NHL in both power play and penalty kill. So their special teams unit is really, really good. However, this team also expects a lot of themselves. And so sometimes even when you give up one penalty kill or, you know, two of three, this team is going to be pissed at themselves. They're going to beat themselves up about it and they're going to want to get better. That's what makes this team a, a championship caliber team, in my opinion, is because those minute details, those little things, they want to continue to strive and get better at them. But I did want to just mention holistically rounding it out in a big picture, yep. they rank top five in both areas. So they're doing pretty well, um, all, all, all encompassing. Um, and last night certainly showed it. Um, like you said, Casey, holding Montreal to 0 for 5 in the power play. Um they probably maybe could have taken a few less penalties. At um, least two, <laughs> if I could be specific. Uh, however, <laughs> they did their job once they took those penalties and they controlled the puck. And those are things that you love to see. Mm-hmm. Casey, should we uh, should we get into some cherry pickers as we're like talking about some of the positives of this game? Yeah, absolutely. Um I'm going to let you start things off with the cherry. Okay. Okay. Um, Oh, this is a hard one. It's it is. Like, <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Victor Hedman um, and Zach Bogosian as my honorable mention, because Ooh. I, again, I do really like this pairing. I think that they work very well together. Mm-hmm. I think that you saw that in the third period on Brandon Hagel's goal you saw that the way that Zach Bogosian and Victor Hedman can work together with their top line to set each other up. Victor Hedman also setting Alex Kalorn up for that first goal. So for those reasons, and because I don't really give the defense as much love as I feel like I should, um, I'm choosing Victor Hedman as my cherry picker. I think that um, like I said already, you know, I, I really like Hed- Hedman's game. He's such a long body when he gets up into the, you know, in, into the offense, I think that it's a total game changer. I think it gets everyone else really excited and going as well. Um, so Victor Hedman, honorable mention to Zach Bogosian, his his new line mate that hopefully sticks around for a little bit. 
Uh, I love those guys together. And Victor Hedman is my cherry picker. I, I love that pick very, very much. Um, also because they, the versatility that Zach Bogosian brings to this team that's kind of really underrated, I think we started to see, not started, but we saw a bigger light shined on it yesterday. Um, when he plays with Victor Hedman, he can play up more confidently, I think. But then also, he's not a defenseman that overthinks the passing when it comes to pushing the puck forward. He will take those shots and allow the forwards to either capitalize off of it or not. And that's what happened with Hague's goal. Like, Hegel cleaned up the trash in front of the net. He came in on the rebound from Zach Bogosian's attempted goal. So I think that something that's so special about that pairing, too, is that because Victor Hedman is this unorthodox swan on the ice, you have a guy who can tally up the hits. So Victor Hedman doesn't have to worry so much about the physical element of it being paired with Bogosian. But Bogo can go from laying down a hit to puck possession to pushing it forward in such a, in such a fluid motion and I think that this pairing is, is, is so special because of that specifically. So um, some of these other guys that are a bit younger. It takes them a minute to transition from, you know, wearing the hat of the enforcer to pushing the puck forward and then taking full control of that blue line. Um, so love what you pointed out about this pairing. Looking forward to them hopefully staying together as well. I'm going to. OK, my hmm, this one's hard for me. <laughs> I think I need to give an honorable mention to Ross Colton. Okay. I was a big fan of his movement on the second line. I feel like he, he goes, he flies under the radar quite a bit. Um, he's known to have a very particularly heavy shot. So if Ross Colton's not set up in a, in a, in a specific way, no, you're not really seeing a lot of shots on goal for him or goals, but it doesn't mean that the workload that he's doing leading up to those attempted shots and stuff isn't fantastic. I mean, he was boxing out so beautifully last night, bodying up guys. So Colton's like, I think, 5'10", and his ability to play beyond himself. He plays a big game for his size. Um, I think that that helped open up the second line a lot. There were a few charges that Steven Samkos had, you know, a little bit more of a silent game for Nick Paul. But still, once they have maybe another practice, another game together, I see something um, huge opening up for the second line with Ross Colton being on it, boxing out, aggressive on rebounds, getting the puck back in play. There's a lot of small details that Ross Colton does so well in this game that I feel like, again, something that was shined a light upon last night that can be built off of. So Ross Colton's got to get an honorable mention from me. Uh, he's not talked about enough unless he's scoring goals, but he's doing so much more than that for this team, which also speaks to the fact that he's trusted to be on the second line. Um, as for my cherry picker, I'm so torn because defense did a great job last night. I was yeah. so impressed with defense as a whole, their, their ability to command the blue line, their discipline when playing, their setting up. They were key. They were the podiums that set up the infrastructure in last night's game. They kept everything in front of them. I love how this defense played last night. So if I could hand out a cherry picker like as a whole, the defense crushed it. Um, but I'm going to go with Braden Point. It's just okay. disrespectful what he's doing to these defensemen now. It is just, it's uh, pure <laughs> it is pure filth what Braden Point is doing to these guys. Like he almost lost the puck for crying out loud. And then it looked like he almost passed it up to himself in between four defenseman sweaters, in between four Montreal sweaters, and still crossed under the other guy's stick and then lands a goal. Like I, I'm, I can watch that 
that tape a hundred more times. And I thought I was impressed by the cha-cha slide he did the other week. Uh. <laughs> He's the norm for himself. Like Braden Point, healthy, confident on this first line, all the things that are just adding to what his game is transforming transforming into and if you thought that Braden Point didn't have room to transform you were wrong because he's showing us right here right now um so yeah Braden Point's got to be my cherry picker that was just pure filth that he put on the ice last night I hope he sent a text and apologies to those defensemen after what he did to their ankles as well as their necks and um I'm excited to see what else Braden Point puts on the ice coming up here shortly so we got a bit of a storm watch ahead we've got yeah. a rematch and they're going to be – I don't know how we feel about back-to-back -back games. Sometimes I feel like back-to-back -back can – it's easier to build off of success from the night before or carry, you know, a, an unfortunate game with you. So I feel like there's unique circumstances to back-to-back -back games. But uh, last time these guys faced off, it was in New York, and the Bolts fell short 3-1 to one to the New York mm -hmm. Rangers. There's a little bit of a rivalry here, I would say. The tensions rise, the fight, the gloves drop quite a bit in this matchup. Yep. So now hosting them uh, here at the at the Lightning at Amelie Arena to get some redemption. I'm excited to see how these guys regroup if they still got a bad taste in their mouth from opening up on October 11th up in New York City. And then, you know, one of the guys leading the charge on this team that's a pain in the butt to play against is former Lightning player Barclay Goodrow. So totally. And he got in some he got in some scuffles too with his former teammates. Oh my gosh. Well, I think the best one still is when Victor Yanni Gorg. So no. Oh, I thought you were gonna say when 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 Yanni punched Pat. I thought you were gonna say oh my like gosh. the best former yeah, yeah, actually, but anyway. you're right about that. I see where you're going. <laughs> uh, but yes, between these two teams specifically, it was when Victor because you don't see Hedman really get involved physically. You know, yeah, as not, not unless like if somebody messes with Vassy or one of his, you know, like there's right. certain, you know, things. But he's also elegant about it, like you know, the the chill choke hold, or you know, just using his entire what feels like seven feet on the ice just to kind of like keep a guy. No one really challenges Hedman that much either. But I mean, this he's so big, yeah, it would be terrifying, especially like half of the skaters that are under six foot. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> Um, I can vouch for that as somebody who will never be close to six foot in her life. <laughs> Hedman, it was last year, March, Rangers were playing um, here at Amelie Arena. And it felt like, it, if you look at it, it almost looked like a gentle tap. But because Hedman's all of seven foot on the ice and then Barkley Good Road, it's like Barkley like bounced off of Hedman. But it was like a welcome back kind of thing. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And I was just like, oh my goodness. You love when old players go against one another. That's for sure. No, it's, it's, it's hilarious. And, and like we said, you know, uh, Barclay gave, gave this lightning team a little bit of a tough time, you know, last go around. Um, and this is the only match of the matches that the lightning and the Rangers will play at Amelie. Um, so it's like, this is your time. Um, Brian Elliott will be in the goal cause Vassy was in the goal last night. So it'll be Moose's turn tonight. Um, and I think the biggest thing, um, not to steal your thunder with some keys, Casey, but <laughs> the biggest thing that I want this lightning team to do is to just continue what they did last night. So two things control the puck. Well, so like if you, 
if you're only giving it away three times, you're in good shape. Like keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second thing is sometimes this, um, this defense can get a, like a little loose and um, sloppy at times in front of Moose. And I don't want to see that. I want to see them defend and protect Moose well. Um, and so those are like the two biggest things that, that, you know, are in their control that I feel like mm-hmm. this team has control over. Those are things that they need to do to go out there and play a solid game. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess building off of that, we can quickly touch on some on some Casey's keys because I've got three keys heading into this game. Uh, key number one is going to be the fact that defense has to come in equally as strong as they did last night because the Rangers are coming off of a shutout loss to the Capitals and they're not happy about it. We talk a lot about pissed off teams, how that translates to games moving forward. And it could either be this this huge resurgence for them or it could still take them a minute to, you know, get their clean up those mistakes, get their footing underneath them. Uh, with the Rangers heading into this game with one win over the Lightning at the top of the season, yeah, they're going to have a bit of a chip on their shoulder. They're going to try to load up in the points column. They're also going to put a lot of shots on goal. This is something that this team is very capable of doing, especially because they have so much confidence with the guys that are in between the pipes, both their head guy and their backup guy. So when you have that confidence behind you, it's so easy for you to play relentlessly and ferociously an attack up front. They also have some guys that are sitting top of the charts. charts. I'm from New York all of a sudden talking about the Rangers. <laughs> but uh, you've got, you know, Adam Fox who can load up in the, in, in the shots column. You've got Chris Kreider who is such a problematic play, player. So a big thing, key number one, is going to be that this defense is going to have to come in equally as strong as they did last night set the structure, set the tone, control that blue line, and keep their forwards in the game and in positions and chances to put shots on goal. Uh, My next thing is going to be the penalties. They cannot be a highly penalized team, excuse me, guys, versus these New York Rangers because they will take advantage of a situation like that. You're not going to be able to go on five PKs and survive versus the Rangers. Um, So penalties, they're going to have to make sure that they're so disciplined about. You don't want to get stupid ones um, for starters. And then penalties on the other side of things. This team has three muscles that are going to try to force those mistakes. We've talked about that a lot here on Pucks and Bolts, but they've got three players that are in the 30-plus minute column for penalties. Barclay Goodrow being one of them. Barclay has no problem going up against a former team and still bringing that physical element to his game. We saw what he did for the Lightning. He turned it up a notch for the Rangers. That could be problematic. He heads into this game with 34 penalty minutes. Then you've got Truba. We know what he brings to the ice. We know the problem that he can be. We know how quickly he irritates guys. We know that he's fast to drop the gloves. Uh, He can also draw penalties as much as he uh, adds to the penalty column. So, somebody heading into this game with 37 penalty minutes. Then you got Lindgren, 35 penalty minutes. So you got three guys that have no problem being in that box. And when the Lightning play teams with players, you typically have one guy that's always trying to fluster everyone. But now you've got three, and they can force penalties, they can force mistakes, and we don't want special teams taking over this game. So they need to play a disciplined game, making sure that they're keeping special teams to a minimum, even though the Rangers are going to rely on that because, again, they trust the two guys in between the pipes, regardless of who it is. Shesterkin is still one of the top goalies in the league if he is somebody that's playing coming off of that shutout. I don't think he would be, but still. Um, And then last but not least is 
you've got to make sure that versus the New York Rangers, you're not losing the middle of the ice. That is somewhere where these Rangers have stayed in tight contentions with other top top teams in the league, and they've just found a way to completely control the middle of the ice and throw teams out of their structure. So perfectly, as you said earlier, Kaylee, build off of last night's performance, specific things off of last night's performance, don't lose control of the center of the ice. Defense needs to play exactly like they did last night, and then some minimizing some of those stupid penalties and uh, not ending up in the box, not relying on the power play, and I think that we'll have ourselves another quality game versus the Rangers and hopefully a win because we know that's what the Lightning is looking for to bounce back after, you know, top of the year. They hated how they lost on October 11th and they have the perfect opportunity right here to not only redeem themselves from that loss, but show that they're a completely different team from week one of this season to now, which I stand wholeheartedly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They definitely are. They're definitely a different team. This is a team, and they usually get off to kind of slower starts and learn their game. They have to learn each other. Um, so it's going to be really, really fun to watch. And I think that coming off of last night, I think that the Lightning feel confident. They feel ready. Um, and and one thing I'll add, Casey, is you know just getting off to that fast start, I think that really helped them last night. And I think doing that again is going to help them I'm really excited to see what this team will do when they take on the Rangers. Casey, any other final thoughts? Um, one final thought. Adding to yes. that stay off the special team situation. Mm-hmm. I wanted to look, no matter how many times I look up this guy's name, I butcher it. Uh Zabinajad. Yes. Uh I'm so glad you mentioned him because he has 38 points and he's plus nine on this team. He is like the player to watch on the team. And then, like I said, kind of touching back on the special team situation, he's got 15 goals this season. 10 of those 15 goals are on the power play. So again, just talking about specific guys that are going to take advantage, really load up shots on goal. I mean, shots on goal so far this season, 138 for, for Mika. Then you've got Kreider with 112. Then you've got, you know, you've got so many guys that are 100 above column for putting shots on goal. So you don't want this to be a shootout, obviously not, you know, end of the game shootout, but a shootout where you're trying to compete with who's going to put more goals up. And that's where the defense mm-hmm. is going to come in heavily. So you really don't want to be put in a special teams position where you're going toe to toe on PK and power play because they have a guy and he's hot right now and he's going to make you pay for it. If you end up in that situation, the last guy I will throw out there too is Adam Fox. I mean, he's oh yeah top five in so many categories, you know, he's heading into this game, 35 points, 28 assists plus 11 Kaylee. So yeah, Fox is involved in setting up all sorts of offensive attacks. And if you can kind of isolate him a little bit and pull him out of the Ranger structure, then you're going to give yourself a chance. But let's not get this to be a shootout situation because I'm sure if we hop back on here and Kaylee's reading high danger shots, it's not going to be as hot as it was at the top of this segment. So, yeah, keep Mika out of the power play. Stay out of the box. No stupid penalties. You don't have to teach Goodrow any lessons. He learned and felt it versus Victor Hedman last year. <laughs> Other than that, just whatever you did versus Montreal, come and do that versus the Rangers tonight, and they can continue building successfully and give Kaylee and I fun things to talk about because that's what we rather do. Oh, a hundred percent. We want to talk. We want to bring you guys good news on pucks and bolts, and of course. <laughs> You can find Pucks and Bolts wherever you get your podcast, Casey. It's going to be a fun game to watch tonight. And we will have another episode for you guys 
recapping what the bolts did. So be sure to find and download pucks and bolts wherever you get your podcast. The best place to do it is the Odyssey app. Turn on the auto download function. So anytime we have new episodes, they come straight to your phone and you can stay up to date on the latest and greatest in Tampa Bay lightning hockey. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can find me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can find her at the sports case. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. 2400 sports is an odyssey company. 